Yo, this is DM again. And listen, I got a quick uh, pod snip for you. Uh, now, hear me out just for a quick second. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to use certain words, but trust me, if you know me, I'm not trying to be deep. I'm not trying to be smart. I don't claim to be the smartest person in the world. No theologian, nothing like that. So, But hear me out. I think that because of how we've lived, and we know the whole story about the Garden of Eden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and all this different stuff, I think that we have what I what I'd like to call a dialect of separation. A dialect is uh the way somebody the the the, the type of language or the way that somebody speaks or the type of language or, or I'll say make it easier, the language of separation. Like, you know, if you, right now whatever language that you know, uh and, and most of you are, I guess speaking English right now because you're listening to me, or you or you'd have to know English to understand what I'm saying. Whatever language that you speak, if I ask you to explain any kind of subject, whatever it is, math, uh, science, you can explain relationships, you can explain sports, you can explain nature, people, whatever the subject is, the language that you know will be the language that you explain it in. And so someone would have to understand that language in order to understand whatever it is you're saying, no matter how prolific, profound, or just unintelligent or ignorant it is, it would take somebody that understands that language. Listen to what I'm saying. So if you're speaking Japanese or you're speaking Russian or you're speaking Italian or Spanish or, or whatever other language, uh, you'd have to, wh- whoever speaks that language, they would explain whatever the subject is based on that language. It would be their dialect. And I believe that we as people have been, no matter what official language, you know, like like I say, English and Spanish and Italian, all the different things. We have all been uh, indoctrinated or grown or in environmentally set up to have a language or a dialect of separation. What does that mean? That means that every subject that we talk about, every time we talk about something, you know, we talk about something in the Bible, we talk about certain principles or certain things, we always speak to it from a place of separation. We never speak to it from a place of already being connected or having already been connected. We always speak from a language of separation. So therefore, because we speak from a language of separation, a dialect of separation, then separation is always the main uh, uh, charge or the main, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the main theme of whatever we're talking about. And so a lot of times when Jesus is talking oneship, we're talking, we're hearing separation. So if if, if oneship was a language, let's say unity was a language, or oneship was a language, I go scripture after scripture, he said, only one thing is lacking. He said, one thing is needful another time. He says, uh, in John 17, you can go read it, he says, I pray that they be one as we are one. In another chapter in John, he starts talking about, I'm in you. I'm in the Father, Father in me, you in me, and I'm in you, right? He's always talking about this unity, but when he speaks unity language, uh, we don't quite understand it because we have a separation dialect. The, the language that we know is separation. So when Jesus speaks something, it sounds like a mystery only because we're listening through our separation-tinted ears. You get it? Our, our ears, our, our ears, our comprehension is tinted to separation. So because we're tinted to separation, we tend to try to make everything make sense based on our separation mentality, our separation contemplation. 
And when somebody speaks unity, I'm not talking about the unity like our churches get together or we need to be the we are the world. I'm not talking about that. That's 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 fugazi. That's that's fake unity. I'm talking about being unified with God, being unified with the earth that is around us, the earth that is in us, the earth that is us, being unified with the Holy Spirit, being one with the Holy Spirit, being one with God, being one with Jesus, being one with Christ, right? Being one with our neighbor. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul, the first commandment. And the second is love your neighbor as, same time, same way you love yourself. It's this unity concept, but a lot of times we cannot pick it up because we have a dialect of separation. We are hearing the language that we hear. I'm, let's break it down. If, 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 if I were speaking you know, Japanese, many of you wouldn't even understand what I was saying right now. No matter how profound or how good it is, you wouldn't understand it because you have English ears trying to listen to a Japanese message. Get it? Or whatever other language we can plug in, fill in the blank, right? And so here we are. This is why I stress so much. Red Thursday, 30 day reading of the Gospels. Y'all hear me say it a lot. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we believe in the entire Bible. We believe the Bible is a story about who you and I are. But we believe the red words tell us what? Who we are in the story. I want to say who we are and how we are in the story. When I talk about the red words, y'all know my intro. We're talking about the words of Jesus the Christ. Are we talking about Jesus, truth, and you all using red words? I know you said it already, right? But this concept, um, it's not even a concept. This reality is conditioning our mind to the new language. It's, it's, it's conditioning. When we go, when we hear Jesus over and over again, we're conditioning our mind to the language of God, which is the original language that we've had. I'm, I'm bypassing English and then Greek and, and Aramaic and Hebrew and all that stuff. All this is great, but there's an original language of God, which is, which is much less verbal and more or less uh uh, lifeful, life, lifeish. I don't know what the word is. It's more of being than of saying. Y'all get me? But but it's con- the, the red words, and these words are conditioning us. Listen to what I'm saying. It's condition, conditioning us to the language of oneship. It's allowing us to learn this language. When Jesus says stuff like, when you see me, you see the Father. They say, uh, I, I, the way you know. They would say, like, how are we going to know the way? They would always ask these questions because they were still hearing him from a dialect or a language of separation. Y'all get me? But now when we get into these red words, it begins to condition our minds, change our minds. Many of us can't even hear what God is really trying to say to us because every time he speaks to us, because the only language that we know is separation then, then the only thing that we want to we want to hear or say back to God is we want to be closer to you. We want to be closer with you. When God's saying, what do you mean be closer with me? Because I'm right there with you the whole time. I'm everywhere. I'm omnipresent. How do we say he's omnipresent, but we got to get closer to him? The kingdom of God is within you. But you don't understand these statements if you have a dialect or an understanding of the language that you speak is separation. There's another time, and we'll do another pod, because I want to say that another another language that Jesus speaks is submission. This this is the he's a dialect of submission. But if you don't understand submission, then when he says the things that he says, you can't understand what he's saying, and you think he's trying to take something from you when he's actually unfolding you to everything that you already have that's in you that's greater than what you want on the outside of you. Listen, I, I'll I'll leave that for another time. This has been a positive. I want y'all to just pay attention. Getting these red words. I'm working on something right now where. I just started a 24-hour, seven days a week stream, a pause plan over and over again. I'm about to re- start recording tomorrow, and I'm going to record the Gospels 
you know, from beginning to end, and I'm gonna keep it on a 24-hour stream so you can just turn it on and listen to it. And then we'll have that 30-day going, 30-day thing going. I can just listen to it overnight, or I have you want to listen to it because we have to change our language. One of the things I learned when they do new languages in college, and some of you may have done this, is when you're majoring in a certain language. One of the, one of the things they encourage, and I think sometimes you have to. I don't, don't quote me on this, but sometimes you have to go and study abroad. What does that mean? That if you're learning Spanish and you want to ma- major in Spanish, then it make you go and stay a semester or two in a, in a Spanish, fully submerged Spanish-speaking culture and country. Why do they do this? Because, yes, you can learn in the book, like we do, search the scriptures, and then you think you have, like, John 5, 39, right? Yes, you can learn things out of the books. You can learn certain words, but there is nothing like being submerged merged in a culture that speaks only that language that you are becoming alive to. So, and I say you're becoming alive to because you're becoming alive to that nature and you have to die to the old one. You get it? You have to somewhat die to, now you ain't speaking English every day. Now you're submerged in a Spanish-speaking country where some people don't know anything but Spanish and now you are forced to use the small things you learn and then be able to intake the culture and begin to be someone that know that 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 speaks Spanish versus you know trying to learn to somebody that knows it all right because you submerge in that culture so and we'll talk more about submerging and submission oh that's that's such a dope thanks thanks God that's such a dope phrase I didn't, I didn't have that for just now but submerging in submission we're, 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 we're submerging in the culture of submission uh are, are, are submerging in the society of submission uh, yeah that's dope we'll talk more about that on another pod um I'll see y'all next time. Y'all keep reading, keep studying, um, and, and, and stay in the loop, and uh, I'll holler at y'all later. I'm out.